Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Head cannon. Welcome head to head, head, cannon. head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, a uh, buddy of ours from way back in Bloomington, Indiana. We were doing improv together when we were all tiny, tiny babies in high school in Bloomington. Uh, Mr. Evan Ray, how are you doing this evening? Doing very well. Doing very well. How are you guys doing? It's good to be on. Good. Yeah. Yeah, doing well. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. You guys all moved away and left. I, you know, I kind of stayed here as the townie of the, of, it seems like I'm the only one left anymore sometimes when I go downtown. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're still in Bloomington then? Oh, yeah. 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 I still live here. Um, I don't know. I don't want, I've, you know, I've traveled quite a bit this last 10 years and, scene around indiana just for my job uh, i do auto glass installation so i drive around everywhere uh and this is pretty much the only place i'd want to be right now i think so yeah um, i know there's a lot of places you can live but i, I really love it here it's nice um, they've closed down kirkwood pretty much with a walking uh playground now but that's about it you know that's the, i just stay with downtown now so <laughs> yeah yeah bloomington is so different when i visit now because all like all the roads are different and and the, there's like everything's a high right like everything's a student apartment building you know so like uh yeah the wall still love now, it. a german american bank and it just the high rises are they're non-stop they built three more in the last month here too they're just they keep coming yeah. they're not gonna stop <laughs> and i dude i loved growing up in bloomington like bloomington is such a fun place to grow up and even like now i'm to the point because i moved to chicago in like 2015 and i'm like i'm glad i moved up here like i'm i i enjoy um what's that i like it it's nice (laughs) yeah but i i think i learned a lot like you know going through the the programs at io and the second city and all that but but now that i'm kind of done with all that I I would, you know, I've thought about moving back to maybe not Indianapolis, although I love living in Indianapolis, but somewhere else with like a lower cost of living and, uh, you know, somewhere. Yeah, that keeps going up. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I'm working from home now and like I can kind of do my shit wherever, but. But now, like, my kids are so entrenched in the schools and the school systems yeah. and, and their right. friends. It's like, what a, you know, that's fine, whatever. But. Yeah. 
<laughs> they don't need those friends. Right? <laughs> Lock them out. New friends, real quick. Yeah, fuck yeah. your friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have the internet. Right. <laughs> I don't like them anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we moved our kids' schools um, just recently, mm-hmm. and my son loves it. He loves going to a different school. My daughter had a hard time because it was kind of like a sudden thing. We had this like position where like, oh, this would be a better school for them. Feed into a better high school. And we gave our daughter like, we kind of gave her like a day. And she's not very old at all. Right. And she was like, this is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. And then that Monday we enrolled them. It was good for one day. And then like for two weeks, it was torture for her she oh, missed her man. friends all this it that's was it sad. was awful heartbreaking that's but, was is it was it like a private because you guys are in the same house right was it a private school situation or yeah so we found out that you can get a okay here we go um <laughs> my wife my wife is a counselor in public school right in a high school yeah there I, there's literally not a day that goes by that there isn't like a massive brawl or like awful bullying and all sorts of just awful shit happening around here. And she doesn't even, it's not even an inner city school. It's just like a suburban high school that we all graduated from. A lot (laughs) of Connors, a lot of Brads, a lot of... And it's, you know what it is? And our theory theory is it's the pandemic and it's the loss of social skills in kids. And it just like screwed with them. So we found out that we get this voucher because we live on like peasant salaries as teachers, you know, <laughs> that like we can get a voucher at this private school and pay pennies. Right. You know, and, um, and it feeds into Ron Colley. Okay. It's a pretty nice high school out here. Yeah. And so, so we did it. We just did it. And both kids were on board. Yeah. We are definitely the peasants. We went to an after school like activity and the wedding rings on some of these ladies. Holy shnikes. That's <laughs> There's some money. Oh no, no, that's my like that's my whole experience living up here, like in the northern suburbs of Chicago. Like the house that we live in, it's in an unincorporated area of our city. It's like on the outskirts of our city, and it's I mean it's a it's a fine like you know three bedroom two bathroom like one story house. We've got a nice backyard. You know we've got chickens and ducks back there. Like it's it's nice for sure, but. But like all of the other people who live here, they're all like doctors and attorneys and they're they're like they're like really rich. So all my daughter's friends like live in mansions and fucking all this crazy shit. And like you live on a farm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, we live in this like unincorporated but so like like well, even Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, man, this shit is so expensive to be like the hillbillies of this wealthy area. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like so much money just to be the hillbillies of this like wealthy area. Um, but it's but a, like a friend of ours. Well, it's like our daughters are friends, and then we kind of became friends with their family. But there's this like estate up here where she's like she's friends with that family, the family that owns it and like runs it or whatever. Um, but apparently whoever was living there before, they were good friends with Betty White. 
So apparently, like yeah. Betty Betty White spent some of her last days there. So like my my <laughs> wife went to visit this estate, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the bedroom where like Betty White lived Betty for White a while." Died. <laughs> yeah, where, where Betty White died. <laughs> they found her the next morning. <laughs> yeah, you can still feel her golden ghost in this room. You know, yeah. hey, listen, listen real close. You can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being yeah. a prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of it. I couldn't do it for a second. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. It would suck if like the earth just suddenly stopped spinning. <laughs> I'd be like the worst. I think about that sometimes and like I, I would I like lay on the ground. I, I, I've thought about this, Josh, when we think about times like that where I'm like, am I going to be, is this where I'm going to be when it just like, it's fucking, you know, some sirens go off, and I'm just like, well, fuck it. I'm in a cornfield in the middle of, I have no idea where, and this could be it, you know? Like, this tornado could just come through here, and I'm, you know, standing in someone's house in the middle of a cornfield where it's 20 miles of cornfield around you, and a siren goes off, and it's cloudy and rainy and stormy, and, like, you're just like, it's, it's it. That's <laughs> I, I'm fucking dead. But I also think about how that, you know, is that going to be, like, a, a kind of almost a a bittersweet moment to to when people when it finally all explodes or like the earth stops or something like yeah, the sun explodes and then people are just like what do we do and you can just be like i don't know just don't look at it don't believe in it it's fine it'll go away on its own and just stop doing it what it's doing yeah. you know you'll, you'll, you'll be fine you'll be fine just ignore it like you have been for the last 35 years 45 50 60 years <laughs> It won't matter. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be over before you know it. So. For some reason, it feels better knowing that everyone dies. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> at first, I'm like, I don't want to die. Be me. I won't have the, the FOMO, right? Yeah. There won't be any FOMO. So, like, there is no missing out on anything. Well, and you know, it's kind of like there's a line that I've always loved from the, the movie we're talking about tonight uh, where she says, she's like, look at it this way, honey. In a hundred years, Who's going to care? Right. So we're, <laughs> so we're talking, one, of, one of my favorite movies, 1984's the Terminator we're talking about, but, uh, but no, I've, I've always loved that line. Like in a hundred years, who's going to care? <laughs> yeah. That's so true. You know, we're rapidly approaching the times that they say that that was supposed to, you know, they're, they're supposed to be in the battle, deep in the battlefield, skull yeah. crushing deep, you know, yeah. like, no, the movie uh, the movie movie starts in twenty twenty nine. So yeah, that's only like seven years from now. I mean, we got time. Yeah. Imagine the things we can do. We can accomplish. I mean, I've seen with with iPhones. I think anything's possible. So <laughs> <laughs> well, what? And so Evan, I think this was at one point I called out for guests for the show, and you know was talking yep. about I really wanted to cover Terminator and Terminator Two, which I think we're going to do Terminator this week, and we're going to cover Terminator Two next week. And, uh, mainly because I wanted to show my children, my, my two oldest children. These are like a, some of my favorite movies and I wanted yeah, to watch yeah. them with my children. But, um, but what's, what's your experience with, with Terminator and what, what made you reach out and want to talk about these movies or this movie? I've watched Terminator and Terminator 2. I mean, I'll, I'll, so many times are just such classic movies to me. Um, just the idea of such a realistic accomplishment, you know, I was always a big fan of Frankenstein when I was a kid and just mm -hmm. that idea of like realistic science and science fiction, things that could be possible that are just out of our reach that people of our time look at and go, you know, it's, it's not really possible now, but it's been an interesting experience, but seeing how much automation and technology has come along, uh, and, and 
me being a person who's always been afraid of that, like, yeah, it's frightening so much when I was a kid watching those movies, you know, and like that, like, that way that you want to keep watching it, you know, you're just like, oh my god, I'm terrified, but it's just so yeah. amazing, like, this, this special effect, I mean, it's James Cameron, it's, it's, it's a good movie, it's well made, the, first, the second one, I mean, how can you not like the second one, like, I can think if you don't like the second one, that should be like a litmus test for, for, for insane people. Like, if they're just like, do you like Terminator 2? If they're like, I fucking hate Terminator 2. She's like, okay, we gotta watch him. We gotta make sure <laughs> something's wrong because, I mean, Arnold kills in that movie. Yeah. It's it's just an insane, again, it's this uh, what's, he went that was insane. I can't, uh, Robert Patrick. He's, mm-hmm. he's amazing in, in that film. Um, but again, I go back to the first one. I've been watching it more and more lately, and it's 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 insane that you couldn't make that movie again today. Like the, the yeah, amount of things I, I, I realized today. I watched it today, and I realized that I think I've only seen the first Terminator one time. Oh, but really? I, but I but here's the thing, though. I remembered almost everything in that movie. Yeah, it's a I, I, I love the second one better, but it couldn't have been made. First one, of course. Yeah, and this was so good. What we watched, what I watched today, like, I don't know. I, I really liked it. Yeah. It was well, and and like, and I, I I I know that I watched it. I feel like I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Maybe it was on HBO a lot or whatever. But like every line in this movie, just like the way it's delivered, like the intonation, um, all of the music, like all of the music is just perfect at every point in this movie, and you know, yeah. Rewatching it the other night with my daughter, it it's just like I don't know. It's so formative to me, and every I don't know every every line that was spoken, every song that came on, it just like brings back. I don't know. It's just like I remember watching this as a kid, and it's so I I don't know. I don't and I don't know if somebody watching it for the first time because my daughter loved it. She was like she was like yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's exciting the whole way through. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't drop the tension for a moment, that whole movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know if some, they're running. (laughs) Yeah, they're running. Yeah. The whole movie. But yeah, I don't know if, if, you know, if, if some, if a kid watching it nowadays would have, if it would have, if it would imprint on them as much as it did on me when I first watched it. You know, I, I always, I watched it again recently and I didn't realize, I always forget actually Bill Pullman's in that. Bill Paxton, yeah. Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton. Yeah. Bill Paxton, sorry. I know you meant. Yeah. Fucking Bill Pullman. No, Bill Paxton. It would be weird if Bill Pullman was in that movie. In that <laughs> same role. Imagine them switching for that, that same punk role where that kid comes in and he's just like, you think you want to... <laughs> I can't even... Yeah. I like, yeah, the, the other guy. The other guy's like, wash day. Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Nothing clean. Oh man, yeah. We're we're gonna miss him. That's for sure. There are some great. I really liked. I really liked it when they they, trans they um they jumped. You know they went to the the, the past. Yeah. Like I like I like that that um th- there were differences in the way they jumped to the past, right? Mm-hmm. So like so like I really liked that the Terminator, like when he teleports, like everything is streamlined, like the robots would want it to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he 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 appears in the past in the eighties, and he's like already like in a kneeling position, you know, almost like a superhero. Yeah. Right. And like they even like knew to send him to like a nice suburban area 
the war with you know, like, the public right away. Yeah, yeah, like his his it's area is like nice and clean. You know, even well, like, even times, like when the Terminator. Yeah, he's like fully waxed. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's freaking slick. Yeah, you know, but but like when Reese, when like there's a difference though. Like Reese, like like. Like, because humans in the future, right, they're, like, dying. Like, they're dying off. Like, they're almost going to, like, just be become extinct, right? When he, gets tra- when he gets transported, he, like, falls, like, 10 feet. Right. Like, splats on the ground. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, like, recently, he's got, like, a bunch of scars. He's got, like, a 5 o'clock shadow. <laughs> like, he looks like he looks like a hungover version of everyone's stepdad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? He even lands in, like, a shitty neighborhood. Right. He does, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, he's He's gotta like get quick. He's gotta like a baby giraffe. He's gotta get going fast. There's no time to wait. Well, and, and, and because he yeah. like he like steals a homeless dude's pants, and somehow the cops are immediately there. Like, hey, he's stealing a homeless dude's pants. Like, let's get him. And they listen to him. They yeah. listen to the homeless guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he took my <laughs> pants. <laughs> that's like, unbelievable. All right, we're that took me out of it. That yeah, that's the most unbelievable part of the movie was exactly. that they they no, they, they stopped him and like what the fuck's going? On? He got no pants. He's got no pants. Right. He just, <laughs> yeah. If, this guy says he's got no pants. He's got his <laughs> pants. He's from the future. Yeah. Like, See, God, yeah. If, if if the cops had just started beating the shit out of the homeless dude, I would have been like, okay, yeah, no, this is <laughs> realistic. I get it. Almost reactionary style, just like they just ran up. No, no words exchange. Just start kicking. Just start beating the shit out of him. They ran back. Oh god! (laughs) Then it would be great. He's from the future. They'd be like, they'd yell back, actually down. Have a good night, sir. You take care now. (laughs) (laughs) All they see is a white guy running in the eighties down the alleyway. So you know that's probably the first thing the cops are gonna say is just like, hey, you know, take care, sir. You have a good night. Are you okay? Yeah, you need well, <laughs> and I love and I, and I do think yeah because Arnold Schwarzenegger like landed, he landed where there was like a garbage guy, a garbage truck guy. Uh, oh yeah, like you know, yeah, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, sitting there with this cigar. Truck won't start again. Son of a yeah, just like. <laughs> but again, every line, like all, like the intonation, the way he delivers all of his lines, is just like all etched in my memory. Um, yeah. But even there, like, there's, like, trash swirling around. There are papers just, like... James Cameron's Los Angeles of 1984 is such, like, a grimy, gritty, like... uh, Just, like, a... I don't know. Like, a noir, maybe, type uh, landscape. You know? And and I feel like that's... And and just to kind of encompass everything we, we might talk about tonight... You know, I watched I watched a couple YouTube videos before this too, and they they just really hammered home how even James Cameron's 1984 Los Angeles is kind of this landscape of like hopelessness, and even in 1984, humans are kind of like giving themselves over to technology. They're already being like cold and callous to each other, you know, yeah. like yeah, um, they're like doing it, doing it with like headphones on, yeah, like. Yeah, Gin- yeah, Ginger. Ginger's like distracted exactly. by music the whole time. She's not paying attention to anything that's going on. Like when that guy gets killed, she's like, you know, jamming out to her songs. Um, you know, like, and then you've got the truck or like the club goers who are unaware that Schwarzenegger's there, like, 
uh, preying on yeah. on Sarah Connor. The truck drivers who they run over a guy at toward the end, and then they're like, "Oh, what the fuck was that? We should go check it out." Um, you know, the the cops who are more worried about the press than they are about anything else. They're like, "Oh, the yes. press." And then you've got the psychiatrist who's just like excited about his career, like he doesn't give a shit about anything anything else. And and one yeah, well, and and one thing that occurred to me was at, when we first when Sarah Connor picks up the phone and Matt is like, first I'm gonna chew off every one of your buttons, and then I'm gonna pull your panties down with my you right like his whole spiel, and yeah. then and then she's like, Matt, this is Sarah, this isn't Ginger. And so he finally gets Ginger on the phone and it's like he resets and it's just like yeah. an automated message. He's starting again from the top. First, I'm going to tear off your buttons with my teeth. And, and yeah, it's just like an, an automated just message. Like repeating. <laughs> just oh, like yeah. Or even um, what was it? Was it like the answering machine when the Terminator What was there was something where it was like you're talking to a machine right now. Yeah. And it's the, it's the Terminator walking through the apartment. Yeah, because because Ginger, well, because he 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 finds Sarah yeah. Connor's address and he thinks he's killed her because he shoots Ginger, and then Sarah calls and is like, "Hey, Ginger, this is Sarah. I'm really scared. Like, I think." And he's like, "He's like, oh no, I've killed. <laughs> she's still out there. I've killed the wrong woman." <laughs> and that's okay. Fuck. Wait, I thought of something today, and I want to run this past you. Like, how effed up is it that, like, everybody's address would just be delivered to everybody's homes back in the day? You <laughs> by, know what I'm saying? By the like, phone book? Yeah. Like, everyone's home Free address. Information is, Act, man. We gotta have information. We gotta have access to it. Like, man. that's kind of scary. That's yeah. what fucking happens, man. Somebody <laughs> always gets hurt by some fucking time travelers, man. You gotta look out for that shit. Well, and I, you know, and I, I was watching this with my or daughter, people. like, you know, and just the, like the fact that every character in the movie kept going to the phone book and kept referring to the phone book. And it was such an integral part of, you know, and phone books don't even fucking exist anymore. They're not even a thing nowadays. Like, <laughs> and even now, the other day, it was that thin. It yeah. was, I mean, I'm not kidding you. I was like, what the fuck is that? Right. <laughs> yeah. If you used to have like back in the day, you remember when they used to like, See if you can tear a phone book in half. And like now, if you send it to someone, they just be like, "What the fuck?" I get like a thing to do with a pair of scissors. Like it's not even that big yeah. of a deal. My so. baby just told me just rip Ken Nunn right in half. Right. Ken Nunn. I get you know. I I almost just want to talk about this movie beat for beat because I fucking love this movie so much. Like, sure. um, I mean, there's that scene where he like. I love when he goes into the gun shop and he's like, I'll take an Uzi, blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's like, okay. And he's like, I'll take okay. a standard series 400 plasma rifle. And like <laughs> something obviously futuristic. And the guy's like, hey, buddy, just what you see on the shelves, okay? Like, <laughs> he's not the turn at all. He doesn't even like really react that well. He just kind of, he's kind of like, well, Kyle, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's almost as though. He has some bitch coming in here asking some yeah. Russian shit. Yeah, that's a good Chinese-made plasma rifle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This hair's made in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. The hard way. Because what's the story? Isn't it that, like, Reese and the Terminator get sent back, but something has happened? Because there's a point where they're like, why don't they just send more Terminators or whatever? But, yeah. like, they've only had enough energy, both parties, to send one 
being. Well, it see, yeah, it seems like right? from, from the story that Kyle Reese tells, it seems like the humans were winning. Like the yeah. hu- the they humans were like it. they were like performing the final push to smash yeah. Skynet, smash the Terminators, and the Terminators had just created this like time displacement technology. So they, it seems like they had just enough time to send one Terminator back before, before the humans like stormed in and found this machine and they were like, oh shit, we can send one person back after him. So then they send Kyle Reese back. And I think as they sent Kyle back, the place exploded or whatever, which is why he, he has such a rough ride and why he falls like 10 feet before (laughs) landing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, probably got good. blown. Maybe yeah, maybe got blown into the portal or something like that happened. But yeah, yeah. Were definitely the psychiatrist said, you know, like the story requires like no proof. Yeah, he's like, so yeah, good. he's like, it's so brilliant. <laughs> it's almost like I think that's the best part about what's written about it is that it's yeah. written as almost as like that's the crazy shit you hear people on the sidewalk talking about. You know, like the yeah. cyborgs are coming. The people were made with robots on their insides. <laughs> that's the crazy yeah. people. You know, like yeah. you're convinced that you're told that your whole life. So the second that story comes out of his mouth, I mean, everybody in public is like. Okay, buddy. All right. And the thing, man, it made me think of this that, like, those scenes where, like, Kyle and Sarah are in the car and he's explaining shit to her. Like, he reminds me of, like, if the things a Trump supporter says comes true. (laughs) You know, any moment moment I expected Reese to be talking about Skynet and then he was just like, Skynet pinpoints the 5G in your vaccines and compromises our locations all the time. Like, I just expected it to be a Trump thing. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. And she's horrified the whole I think for like a good three or four times that he tries to explain it, she is just like flat out just like this right. guy is out of his fucking Right. Well, mind. and she's like, she's ready to just bolt. Like she bites him at one point. She's like, yeah. you know. But but like both of you trying to kill me. I'm just out. I'm yeah. just fucking yeah. I don't know what this like double like Pepe Le Pew versus the big cat kind of fucking cartoon situation I'm stuck up in. Like, but I'm fucking out of this. I don't want Arnold. I don't want, uh, I don't want the other. No, I don't want Michael. Yeah. What's his name? Michael Bean. Michael Bean. Michael Bean. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, and, this, and, and, and for, for me, this movie's perfect. Like I would not change a thing about this movie, but I think there's an, another like interesting way to do this. You could make this movie to where, you don't see the clips of the future at the beginning. You don't see them appear like you don't see them time travel and you just see this guy rush yes. in and like grab Sarah Connor. And so you could get to the halfway point of this movie where even the audience is like, okay, is this real or is this guy fucking off his rocker? Like, you know, but it'd be even better if you just had both of their time travel sequences just cut out. Like just right. Arnold just shows up butt naked, kills a couple people and just That's, keeps walking. Yeah. And then the same thing with Reese is he's just running out of the street like mugs it's, a homeless guy. Yeah. And as an audience, you're like, those guys know each other? Yeah. Where, where are those guys buddies? Like, what's up? Who's the good? Then Sarah's just like a waitress, and they're both trying to like get to her. And, and up to that moment, that would be like a Japanese horror film where they don't explain the ring. The first twenty minutes, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. You're just yeah. kind of in the dark, so that'd be the same feeling we're having up until the point in the, in the club, right? Yeah. At that moment in the club where it comes up, and they're both pulling their guns out. And even at that moment, that's going to be like a, like 
what is happening? Who is, what is, why? Yeah. And then he shoots him and you're just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going yeah. on? Who, yeah. Who's the hero? Who's, well, and which is why, and I think enough time has passed to where my daughter doesn't really know like what the second one is about. But when I was a kid, I remember the second movie was heavily spoiled because in all of the advert, all the trailers and everything, you knew Schwarzenegger was a good guy, right? He's protecting them now. He's for whatever reason, he's a good guy, but I don't think that was Cameron's intent. If you watch the second one without any knowledge going in, you're like, Oh shit, the Terminator's after her. And then all of a sudden he protects her from the T-1000. And so I'm I'm hoping to give my daughter that experience to where she's like, oh wait, oh wait, no, he's a good guy now? What the fuck? You know, like I'm, right, I'm hoping- exactly. I'm hoping because she gets- if you, yeah. if you let them into that action, that's a really good idea to do that because she'll have a different approach to it in the sense of, yeah, that the- Because um, it does seem like you would just be like a different approach. You know, they're like, fuck, I didn't- uh, We're just going to have to go back to- you know, I imagine it's so funny because I've seen the, the, the even the future ones that remain the three and the four or five. Yeah. Almost, you know, it's kind of just it, it's, it turns into the Batman and Robin scenario where you're just kind of like, all right, man, you can't have Clooney as Batman. Can we fucking not do it? Let's just not do it. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like they had a factory set up and stuff like that, they're just pumping out these. They just chose another Batman actor to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, well, fuck. We just have to. Christian Bale can do it right, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be such a great idea just to think of like the robots always. Skynet is talking in Arnold's voice, and that's why he keeps make. It's like it keeps making Arnold's over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. You think about that, like would that actually? It, if you just it was just like Arnold's making it all over and over and again, and the killer robots. I mean, I think the world people because people would just be like, oh, there's a Arnold smart. Why there's so many of them? And they just be kind of. They could sneak up on them at first and really, because you got to think about that. They say it's a nuclear fallout that kills them all, but uh, I mean, at some point, those robots had to show up and, and start trying to kill the humans. They said that they had they infiltrate them pretty well, apparently, because it sneaks in there. But that one doesn't look like, in the first one, he doesn't look like Arnold. That's the funny part, is that yeah. his dream, her dream sequence, or is it his? I can't remember. It's, well, I think it's hers. Uh, well, it's and, great. And, and I, I actually, I. I read a lot about this because I, in my head, I was like, oh yeah, it's the T like 101. It's the 101 model. And then, so in all my, well, so in all my notes, I wrote down the T 101, but apparently it's, uh, also in other movies, they, they refer to him as the T 800. And at some point, I think it's maybe in the second one, there's a reboot screen on his, in his vision where it says Cyberdyne systems series 800. So he's an 800 series Terminator model 101 so the theory that i read about from the movies and the novelizations and all that is that he's an 800 series terminator and model 101 looks like arnold schwarzenegger model 102 looks like this guy model 103 looks like this other guy so like there's like an 800 series which is the chassis underneath right it's the it's the metal chassis uh, the, the Terminator, but then the, yeah. the, the other series, the 101, 102, 103 is the fleshy, uh, outside that, you know, it's the person that it looks like from what I, from what I read today, that seems to be the general understanding of it. 
Yeah, that makes or sense. it's possible also that every time they alter the timeline, that there is a different then Terminator that gets produced because of that. And it's like, well, it's not Arnold anymore this time, but this time it's Kevin Spacey. Right. Oh, God, like no. Because... Not Kevin Spacey. And they, they just send it back to prey on young boys. <laughs> exactly. It's just sending him back to like the 1950s. And it's just like, and he meets yeah. Doc Brown and then he touches Michael J. Fox. And it's a whole thing. And it's, it's a great movie. We have another great yeah. one back. Back to well, the Terminator, and then you can have him come back. Total crossover right there. Well, I don't OJ Simpson was supposed to be the Terminator. Yeah, what? they, See, they considered him. I, I wanted to make a point about that, like how that it seemed like they haven't made a black Terminator to this point, and I was kind of like, that's kind of strange, like that's. Is that too well, aggressive for uh, white America to have like a killer robot that's unstoppable? Well, or like, uh, apparently, paradoxically. Uh, Brent, forgive me if you were going to point this out, but Cameron, James Cameron didn't like OJ Simpson in the role because he didn't see him as a killer. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But no, but no. So I guess they, they like early on, early on in the process, they attached, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Kyle Reese. He was going to be the hero and James Cameron, (laughs) Who's sharing this? Brent Brent is oh sharing God. a picture of OJ Simpson as the Terminator. I'll have to I'll share oh this picture God. when I post this episode. I don't think it's real though. <laughs> no. There was supposed to be a movie poster. No, that that's a funny. that's a Photoshop. That has yeah. to be a Photoshop. But that's definitely I mean, a Photoshop. That's funny though. What is what is real these days? I right. mean someone made it. Have I stopped sharing? Did I stop sharing? You did stop sharing, yeah. Okay, yeah. But so they so they they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger for the main role, and James Cameron didn't really like him for the main role. So he went yes. James Cameron had a plan. He was gonna go like basically pick a fight with Schwarzenegger so he wouldn't have to cast him in the main role. But then they got to talking about it, and Schwarzenegger had such a deep understanding of the villain of the Terminator that James Cameron went back to his producers and he was like Schwarzenegger is all wrong for Kyle Reese, but he would be a great Terminator. And, and he even had a quote that was like, because you think about Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, like a, his like chiseled Mr. Universe physique seems wrong. Like if you were trying to infiltrate some, like if, if Arnold Schwarzenegger walked into anywhere, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck is up with that dude? That's a that is not a normal dude, right? Uh, that's um, not a human being. That's it not, a human, not being. Like a human being. Right? You wouldn't pass as he, if you're trying to make a, a passable human being here. Right. You're not it's, gonna put him. He's, he's he already looks kind of like someone who's gonna like he's stacked. You know, he's right. Mr. Universe. Yeah, he's fucking Mr. Yeah, Universe. He's yeah, he's fucking scary, so, dude. He but, made Luke Frigno look small. I yeah, mean, that's come on. Yeah, yeah, but the so then. But so you add his Austrian accent on top of that, and it's like, wait, why does the Terminator have an Austrian accent? What fucking out of all the accents, why it's that German accent? Made. It's got to be German made, or some sort of maybe, Bavarian made. Maybe, but, we, but Cyberdyne, is, Cyberdyne's not Slavic. a German company. That's at least, at the very least, Slavic. <laughs> yeah, but so, but so, like, if you think about it in terms of realism, it doesn't make much sense. But I, I read a quote from James Cameron where he was like, well. If it works for the audience in the moment, they will forgive a lot. Uh, if there's some degree of plausibility, they'll forgive yeah. a lot. And even though it's not a realistic, like that's not the way you would build an infiltrator Terminator. The fact that he looks so perfect and the fact that his Austrian accent does have this like almost robotic lilt it, to it, it. The way he talks. 
the way yeah. he talked, like, it doesn't make the sense. Conan the Barbarian style of yeah. talking. Yeah. Stick your words and keep going. Yeah. No, yes, it's, it's a, like, that. it doesn't make sense that they would build a Terminator like that, but it works for the movie. It works perfectly, you know? The same reason that that works in that movie is actually the same reason they cut his audio in half of Conan the Barbarian because <laughs> they were like, this guy talks like a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. We can't have this. He's a goddamn barbarian. He just is like, I, I, I can't use that. Right. We gotta move on. Like, we just... Do right. it post. He's like, fucking to, hire somebody. I don't to, know. <laughs> to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation yeah. of the women. <laughs> Which is crazy to think about, because if I watched Pumping Iron, he wasn't unintelligible. Yeah. Like, he, he just, I think it just, he didn't know how to act, and so when it came to, like, trying to act, he was trying to do so much with that. I, I want to see Conan outtakes. I really wish someone had that just hidden in a vault somewhere. The, the outtakes where they're just throwing away the bad, we can't use that of Arnold on the set, just like butchering take after take. Because the ones, you know, because it has to exist somewhere. Same thing for the Terminator movie, just because how how, how deadpan he is all the time. He, you know, he never gets to the level where he's ever excited. He's always, he's the Terminator, so he's just this one level the whole time. Yeah. He never, ever. Well, and... and- you think about that's kind of hard to do, probably. I mean, yeah. Well, and he he only know? has a handful of lines. He says less than a hundred words in this movie, which yeah. is crazy. That some of you know, like I'll be back. Like some of the lines are so iconic. But and you know he, that and he that was to, supposed to be I will be back. Arnold yeah. went to Cameron and argued it. it. Was like it should be I will be back. Like a robot would say it like that. Right. But Cameron pushed back and was like, no, like this. I'll be trust. Yeah, it trust me. Better. One, I think yeah. he had trouble saying it with his accent too. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're not tracking, dude. You're the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're trying. Yeah, in another scene, you were just saying "fuck you, asshole." Like you're down with the slang. You can, you can, you know, you can uh, whatever conjugate. <laughs> like, like when the off, janitor dude. comes to clean his room. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. He's like, yeah. hey, you got a dead cat in there? And he, he has a list, there's a menu. Of yeah, I love that. Yeah, choose your own adventure. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, dickhead. Fuck you, shitbag. Like, there's a bunch of different ones. And he just was like, oh. And he went down. I think he even went down and back up. Like, he was like, oh, yeah. no, I'm going to go with this one. That one's the right. one. And today we have like AI, but like, like, Years before this is supposed to even happen, we have got better AI. There were supposed to be um, other scenes in this movie, what, uh, in, in like maybe three different categories. The first category, like I, I read about, was that there were supposed to be more future scenes, but the really? studio was straight up like, "No more of that shit." They may have been, on the, they may have been more on like in line with like what you guys were talking about to make it a cooler movie, where like the audience doesn't know until you know until midway through. That, oh, there is, like, a future thing going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the other one was there were scenes written to make Reese seem more believable. Like, where Sarah was supposed to slowly, like, uh, trust him more and more. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Right. Because they did. I mean, but as audiences, I was on board with with their trust level all the way through. But I think they were going to like kind of run that into the ground a bit. Right. Because so it, it's it's very quick. Yeah. They they don't have a lot of time together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like you show that they don't, and yet some things happen that like like whoa, like yeah, you guys are gonna like, do it. Like <laughs> well, and and I, I I read that there's like a list of like ten to twelve actors that we've all heard of. Like they're all famous actors that they considered for the role of Kyle Reese. And they were all just like a little too macho, a little too badass, And, and that Michael Biehn was the main one who he had this like vulnerability about him. He had, it was believable that in such a short amount of time, he and Sarah Connor would be able to like craft this like deep relationship and this deep connection, you know? Um, yeah. And then it comes to find out that, like, eventually, like, Reese is the dad. Yeah, yeah, the father of John Connor. Which, the whole thing about him having a picture, and him, like, the part where he's like, I've always (laughs) loved you. I'm I'm like, okay, you you saw a picture of this woman, like, I don't know. You've always loved her? Come on, bro. (laughs) There's a point, there's a point where I reach with Cameron in all his endeavors, there's always one spot where he just like it's like he just fucking was like, fuck, oh, I put this off. So I can't, I can't, oh, I gotta fill this gap. What are we gonna do? And he did it in fucking Avatar where he was just like, what is the, what's the goddamn mineral they're trying to get? I can't. Oh. Un- unobtained, unobtained. unobtained. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, we'll do it live. He yeah. just fucking <laughs> slammed his fist down. It was just like it's over. Yeah. Imagine that your mom's telling you that from the time you're born to like, yeah, you're, your dad was a time traveler and you're the, you're the, the safe, you're the, you know, did she well, tell him that? Do you think? Or, I, yeah, well, she was doing all those things, right? Yeah. You know, she she's only she's, supposed to be 18. Oh yeah. 18 or 19 oh, at the time. Yeah. She's 18 years old or, or 19, somewhere yeah. in there between then. Yeah. She, you're supposed, the character's supposed to be written that way or yeah. she yeah. was at the time. Cause I don't remember. Yeah. She, and the character. And it, it's proven in the second one, I think, because John Connor is about that time, and that much time has gone by. Yeah. Well, and, and like, and even like, I'm okay with the whole like John Connor sends his dad back to conceit. Like, I don't have a problem with any of that. But it's just, just the point where like Kyle Reese is like, I've always loved you, based on this picture I got. Years, I'm like, oh no, no, no. Did you see some of those flashbacks? He had some slim pickings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, who's who's he gonna date? Rat boy. <laughs> that time, and it gets burned up in that fire. That's like his. That's his. That's his, that's his picture. Now he's just got everything in his yank bank. Like yeah. that sucks. <laughs> and it didn't look like there's a lot of opportunity for like non-motor oil kind of blue around that. Place. Yeah. And yeah. There was no, no, he's like he's like hey John. He's he's like John situation. He's like John. You. It, you got you got any other pictures of your mom? Did you the one I had burned up? Do you got another she, like another did picture? Did you give me any other? Like a family album you guys might have. Like maybe an old box you left you somewhere. I don't know. Like with some flowers on it. Is there any like ants? That? Your ants? You got yeah. any pictures of your yeah, ants pictures, or anything? Like pictures of your ants. You got any uh, old clothes you might have worn? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the one part that was a little, you know, whatever. Kyle Reese is Joey Diaz. That would be a good cast right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I had forgotten uh, until the rewatch that 
Because it happens so fast. The fact that he finds her at the motel because he goes to her mom's house in like Big Bear or whatever. And she calls yeah. her mom. She and, keeps calling these people. <laughs> right. And, and, the, and the Terminator's impersonating her mom. And the Terminator killed her mom. I just never, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize that before because it goes by so quickly. Until it doesn't this, give you much indication. Yeah, yeah, this this rewatch is like, oh holy fuck, he's killed her mother, right? Like, yeah, he just yeah. coats the ruckus. He comes fast. And yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't fuck around. I mean, yeah. that's that's the funny thing about how long it takes him to kill them throughout the whole movie is that every other of the six, he kills multiple Sarah Connors before he gets to her. Yeah, um, and I thought an interesting note too is if you see what he's holding up in the phone book, he's already got John's name bookmarked with his finger, so he's like, I found the the John. Now I gotta find Sarah and kill her too, because it was. I guess you know they're probably like if you can kill both of them, but they wouldn't know what his birthday was. So that's the thing they right. they wouldn't know. We'll go back and we'll kill Sarah Connor and John Connor at the same time. So that's interesting. I didn't think of that. And that supports that supports what Corey was talking about with like the Terminator asking about like plasma rifles, yeah, and the gun score. Like the Terminator doesn't exactly know, and neither does Kyle. Yeah, you know. If it worked, like yeah, because yeah, he yeah. asked somebody, doesn't he? Doesn't he? he's like, what time? What day is it? He asked, yeah, the cop, yeah, he asked the cop yeah. in the beginning, yeah, what year? <laughs> the year. <laughs> Give me back the homeless guy's pants, and then I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're really, we're really protecting the homeless here in L.A. That's what, that's what we dedicate yeah. most of our time yeah, to as cops. Like the one thing they got LA totally TV. wrong. Yeah, that's really the most there, unbelievable guys. part of the story is that yeah, the cops were protecting is, homeless people. We're talking about time-traveling assassin robots. Yeah. The most unbelievable part is that the LAPD passed up a pantsless homeless person <laughs> screaming about a guy from the future who just robbed him in the middle of the night, mind you, as well. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. They, they would have beaten the shit out of that guy, they, for yeah. sure. He'd I mean, he'd be, he'd no, be, no he'd have to, one of his kidneys would be just destroyed, damaged, yeah. like done for. Immediately. They probably just kill him and sell him for organs in the black market. I they, I assume that's what they did back then. I don't know. I wasn't alive for another two yeah. years, but yeah, you guys, the cops I'm, the cops in this movie are terrible. Like even in the in the shootout in the police station. Yeah. Like you not do that. Kills thirty cops, right? That's the body count. Thirty cops, yeah. Thirty cops. Every single cop does this. The cop he he goes around the corner and does that like eighties cop gun stance where it's like yeah. freeze. You know, the cop <laughs> fires off two rounds, bing bing, hitting the hitting the Terminator, and then the cop doesn't jump out of the way or do anything. <laughs> right. The cop goes bam bam, and the Terminator just like raises his gun and ex- just blows them away. Yeah. <laughs> try to dodge. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting that he used the car uh, as as like it's just the most overkill. Like, yeah, I don't care, and I know I'm going to survive. Move, kind of like it, it yeah. brings you to that point of like, no, the look on the guy's face is is accurate. Just like that's a fucking. It, it takes him forever. The car's pretty much in the lobby before the guy moves. He's just like. Who's, who drives a car <laughs> at that speed into a fucking it, police station? Do a cop sit, yeah. When there's, yeah. There's... That's the thing. I noticed that, and then I noticed the previous scene. Uh, scene yeah, previous scene where like, they're in the tunnel or whatever, and the Terminator crashes his car into, into the wall. Yeah. And then all the cops come out, and then the Terminator just disappears. And I was yeah. wondering what you guys thought about, like, why would the Terminator just, like, disappear suddenly? Why wouldn't he just think, like, I've got Connor in the car overturned. I'll just kill her now. 
the cops can like that's a good question yeah my my concern my my only like the only bit of reasoning that i think might make sense is all of these cops showing up he could tear through them but it would be different it would take him some time and effort right and in the next scene it shows that his eye is malfunctioning and his arm is his arm is malfunctioning so so maybe maybe he took took damage and was like oh must reassess. I'm just like yeah. I have to. <laughs> I have to reboot my system. My systems are crashing. My systems are failing. Like yeah, that's the choice of like six menu items in his peripheral. Yeah, it's like reboot, kill Connor. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's like I, more, more dramatic murder. Yeah, he's like I have to. I have to reboot <laughs> my operating system. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty. It's pretty thin, but. The same thing, same thing toward the end when their their car flips over and he gets run over by that semi truck, like full of gas or whatever. And and Sarah Connor is in the car. It's upside down. Kyle Reese is like shot, passed out, dying. And she's like, which I love this line. This is always stuck with me. She where she's like, on your feet, soldier. She like forces yeah. him to get like that's so powerful. But at the yeah. same time, the Terminator wastes so much time getting into the semi truck driving down to a place where it can do yes. a u-turn turning the car like getting the semi-truck pointed in the right direction i'm like you could have just walked over and shot her in the fucking face at that point yeah. you know it's like, all about pageantry man yeah yeah <laughs> like why why you gotta drive a truck into her just go shoot her in the fucking face you know it's like, <laughs> like stomping her do they yeah. have some? Is that to show that like the robots have some emotion? Like he's just so pissed off at that point, like he blew their ex, his whole exoskeleton. I was like, no, the fucking clothes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I make this cows. It's kind of like in the the Buffy where he gets blood. He's like, you got blood on my new jacket. Kill him a lot. <laughs> yeah, that he... kind of like anger to him. He's just like, I'm going to make this cows. Yeah, yeah. he just. Sometimes yeah. you get you get a murder with a little extra pizzazz. <laughs> yeah, drive a semi truck over. I, I think that's a pretty good point. It makes it it gets your point across. Is what I'm saying. I think. Yeah. That's, but but I mean, you, got, you got to love how relentless he is at the end. Like, and and I love that. I've always loved that yeah. that quote from Kyle Reese where he's like, he can't be bargained with. He can't be reasoned with. He doesn't feel pain or pity or remorse. Like, and at the end, like all his skin melts off. His leg is fucked up. And then, like, even after he gets blown in half, his torso is still, like, crawling after Sarah Connor. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Do that, like, assembly yeah, yeah. line and shit. Yeah. 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 Hey, he's literally, literally like, dragging him, so he has one arm left, and he's literally dragging him. Like, he's really not going to do much damage anymore unless he, like, somehow mounts her into a corner and, like, is able to get a hand around her and choke her. At that right. point... It's kind of the Black Knight and Monty Python situation where he just, he's, he's just, like, he's kind of just like, what? You just fucking go. What are you going to do? Just leave me alone already. Right. Like, just go. Yes. Get out of my face. That's funny. And you know that whoever the stuntman was that got burned up in that car, either that was some really good movie magic or that person was in some like crazy danger. Cause that's like the most engulfed I've seen someone in, in flames. Like when the, 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 the actor is in the cab. Of yeah. The truck. Yeah. It's very wild. Yeah. That was a great explosion, by the way, that, that tanker. Their, their explosions in the series, I think are, are some of the best. And, and to me, yeah. I think ruined future. Yeah. 
action movies for me because <laughs> the bars like set if you're setting all your stuff in Terminator Two bars, like it, it can it can make it can make it hard to enjoy some of those movies as much as I probably could have if I hadn't just been such a like, oh, man, it's not Terminator Two, so you know, it's not that right. good. Yeah. For years, I think that really did. I mean, this movie was eight years prior to Terminator Two, something like <laughs> that. Yeah, eight to ten years, something and, like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it it lasted a long time, and it was known as like a horror movie. I think more than it was it's like a sci-fi, you know, like Act. yeah. Well, I, and it, I you, think people would view it that way more so until the second one comes out, and then you get that more kind of like there's a universe here. There's a there's a you know you're you're making this larger than just like a, a serial killer because that it kind of has that feeling to it throughout the movie. I think just like, it's it's like Michael kinda like, Myers kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He just won't fucking stop. He just it's just nonstop. Like. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, and 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 it, this like the Terminator series is always in my mind tied to the Alien series because even yes. though the first one was directed by Ridley Scott, Alien and the Terminator they're both more horror movies, right? They're like yeah. they're scary movies. But then Terminator Two and Aliens, both directed by James Cameron, they're both they're more like action movies, right? They're they're yeah. like less horror, more action. Right. Um. And so there's always that that like correlation between the Terminator and Alien to me. But I was actually thinking about that. The horror uh, foundation of the Terminator and how all the Terminator movies since Terminator 2 Judgment Day, none of them, like some of them have been better than others, but none of them have been like widely received. I almost feel like somebody needs to go back and do what they did with the Predator, right? With when they, they just released Prey. And it was like getting back to the roots, you know, it's a, it's a predator in this, uh, like primal environment. It's a predator versus a human being. And I feel like they need to embrace the horror foundation of the Terminator and do another Terminator. That's not going crazy on the mythology and the, you know, the world building of the few, like, I think they just need to get back to a, a fucking unstoppable monster relentlessly pursuing a, a, a human being that you identify with. I think that's the core of why this first movie works. Yeah. You know, I think there's, you could easily do something like that with a universe such as that, because I always thought about how like, well, could this, this, this might have been an isolated incident. Like how many times did they send one back and it didn't work or they missed the target or they didn't know who to kill. Or they were trying to kill, you know, like, right. Cause they, in a matter of, if you think about time travel, the rules of it, like, so the humans discovered that they had time displacement. I mean, in a matter of a couple of days, they could be sending these things, you know, at a robotic pace. Right. Just send the Terminators back left and all up and down the West Coast for all right. these shootings. Or even, you know, that scientific, that, yeah. Just, yeah, that, or they they could, like, find Sarah's great, 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 great grandmother <laughs> in, like, yeah. the sick, you know, whatever, like, the fucking the Middle Ages. Somewhere, like, yeah. Let's just go shoot that bitch. Yeah. Let's see what happens yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like why but not? She's real old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could do all kinds of shit, you know. Like, I was um, wondering about that though. Like, they they could make another movie like that easily with just some like the tie-in of like, you know, they're trying to maybe assassinate I don't know somebody else that would be uh, associated with the the revolution of some sort, but uh, yeah. Or just Sarah travels possible, they can do whatever, right? You could just keep going back until Sarah Connor's like a little kid. You know, they do when she's like in high school, and they do when she was like a little kid. And like, <laughs> they don't tell you, like, 
you see, they don't tell you that like this has been happening her whole life, every couple of years, like and yeah. since since the first one, like they're they're all yeah. prequels, but she's just like, why is he yeah. <laughs> and since since like the 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 evolution of what's considered like the metaverse, right? right? An audience would probably be pretty like pretty acceptable of all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, definitely. Well, I just and, also go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say just because we're we're kind of getting uh you know. Uh, past an hour here we kind of want to wrap up but there, there were a couple things i wanted to talk about like one thing was just earlier talking about how cameron's los angeles of 1984 is so gritty and the people are so like disconnected and and i think it's really juxtaposed with sarah connor's humanity and even kyle reese's humanity they care about animals you know her pet iguana they're friendly to dogs like they're they're um you know, not as, not as enmeshed in technology, not as remo- removed from other humans. And there's even a line where they pose in front of the mirror and her roommate Ginger says, uh, better than mortal man deserves. Right. Oh yeah. Which is a cute line, but I think it may be suggestive of more that, you know, you could even see like Sarah Connor as maybe the Virgin Mary or that type of character because it's, I mean, John Connor his initials are JC. Yeah. It's not, it's not like super subtle, you know, he, no. and he's like, he has to be born as the savior of humanity. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and his birth is kind of, uh, even though implied, it's kind of ambiguous still in the storyline. She just jumps him forward after the whole thing. You see her wrapped in the, you know, the fire department's safety blankets. And then the next thing you know, she's out in the desert with the baby talking into a tape recorder about right. how she's going to, raise this child and then yeah that little mexican kid comes up and tries to get her picture she says something in spanish because i'm sorry i don't speak spanish but then she later speaks spanish to him i think we're pulled up but she's learning from her book i feel like that's right part of it. yeah i feel like that, that gas station was like, like the first says, thing she did if, if you don't he says if you you're very pretty and if you don't buy his picture his father will beat his him. father. Yeah. His father <laughs> will beat him. They almost got out of there without making some sort of horrible racial stereotype about like immigrants. And I was like, Oh God. Right. Just, yeah. If you don't buy this picture, himself. my father will beat me. <laughs> yeah, you're very he's still short of a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, and then she like negotiates on it. He's like, yeah, like eh, well, he'll only beat you a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have five dollars, so it looks like you're fucking shit out of luck. So yeah. Jesus. So and then just player. one last one last story I wanted to share about the Terminator. Um, and I'll 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 share the song here while we're in the middle of me talking somewhere, so our audience can hear it. But I wrote a rap as Arnold Schwarzenegger, like rhyming over. And I, I kept trying to take the song from Terminator and put it over like a regular, like a four, four hip hop beat. And I could not get it to work. I could not sample the theme from, from Terminator and I could not get it to work. Right. Like it's not, it's yeah, just four, four. No, it's that's yeah. I'm getting to that. So like 
I could not get this sample to work. And I and I was telling my friend about this who she's a pretty well-known DJ. If anybody knows DJ Shiva or she goes by non-compliant now, I was talking to her about this. I was like, I can't get this fucking sample to work. And she sent me a news story, uh, you know, a week or two after we were talking about this, talking about how the composer, Brian Fidel, uh, he like shorted it. He stopped his sample short because he was doing it on like, you know, it's 1984. He's doing it on like manual, like analog looping machines yeah. and shit. And so he unintentionally gave the song a 1316 time signature, which is why... I couldn't figure out how to sample this fucking song. So I I ended up recreating it from scratch because I could not figure out how to sample this fucking time signature. Man, I don't know what you just said, Corey, but Evan was on board and I have like no idea. It sounded freaking cool. Well, what you said, not, everything Corey. about that sounded freaking cool. Believe it or not, Corey, when you left your drum set in my house for a while, I learned how to play drums. So I've been playing drums since I was 15 now. So, nice. and... Yeah, so like I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it's a, that's a, I tried to learn how to play that song. I literally got in a couple of bands. I'm like, look, I will show you how to play the guitar part. And then I got on the drums one time and tried to play it uh-huh. after yelling at one of my old drummers. I'm like it's not that fucking. He's like, it's not, dude. It's not at a time. I'm like, you just play it. He's like, dude, I'm just telling you the way my brain works. Like I can't. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong, but like, no. he was having the same problem, it's... and then I never looked it up to that, but I figured it out one time when I personally tried to like piece together to play something percussion-wise to it, right. and it's like, he, yeah, there's a gap there, and I think he did that intentionally, it feels like, to make it more robotic in a way, like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's like almost what a machine would write, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That very, well... like... And that's funny. I forgot I left my drum set at your house for a while. That's hilarious. Uh, but 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 probably like right now I'll cut in. Uh, so I recreated from scratch a version of this song in just a standard four four time so that I could so that I could rap over it <laughs> because I could not sample this song and make it work. I'm a cybernetic organism. The CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. The more contact I have with humans. Into the clown, don't even have to try automatic pile driver. I'm obviously better than you, I'm Maria Shriver. She went in the battle of wives, she will never be defeated. And she'll always be my memory, she will never be deleted. She does a lot of the calls and sometimes cooks the meal. But you have to take the battle to kill them, afraid that that's the deal. Like sometimes she'll move my socks around and I just couldn't find them. Or she asked me to with them videos and she did nothing for a whining. And watch this race and brown, it's not my favorite foodie pebbles. And don't want my stereo, she can't put my base in my trouble. If I don't do what I told you a thousand times, leave my things alone. Maria Shriver, you make me find you. Get off the goddamn phone. You fall and Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, 
see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. But was there anything else about this movie that you guys want to talk about? Any scene? Because I, man, I could talk for another hour or two and go through this scene by scene. But was there anything you guys really wanted to like discuss this, before we get into headcanons? I feel like we scratched, barely scratched the surface. Barely. It's yeah. Just so it's such an intense film. Uh, I don't know. I always thought the end scene where, where they where they finally leave. You know, he finds them at the motel. I always thought the most just one of the more interesting things here recently watching it. Uh, was they leave this big long trail of destruction in their path the whole movie? I mean, they're just blowing shit, shit's getting blown up, and there's just everywhere. And then it seemed like they kind of got this like country, like this is this dude's like place that he owns and runs, and, like lives up in the front office and stuff. And then one day they just, it just the whole place gets blown to shit, and <laughs> he's nowhere to be seen the entire time. I thought was he, he, he's kind of like. But the dog, yeah. Again, the dog came back. The dog was barking and, and and let them know what was going on. But like, I don't know something about that scene of them going back to what you said about the robots being just un, un, they don't stop and they'll find you somewhere like that where it's just like this hole in the wall and yeah, he just he just somehow is like bam because she she calls and she tells but like he's going through systematically waiting and finding ways and like I think eventually it just shows like eventually. You can't run from it because then they make their stand after that. That's yeah. the last time. Yeah, they're on the run yeah. and stuff. So. Well, it's got her address book from the very beginning, right? From when she when it went yeah. to her apartment, and it almost reminds me of like I feel like it's somewhat similar to No Country for Old Man or No Country for Old Men, right? Because Anton Chigurh is kind of that same. Like he's kind of like a Terminator. Like he will always find you. He's relentless. He won't stop. Like you know, it's not about money. It's not about anything. It's like it's almost for the joy of it. It's yeah, like, that's just what he does. That's that's like, what that's he's programmed just... to do. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the prequel to. Isn't that the prequel to No Country for Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Jack Jack Lemon and fucking uh uh what's that dude's name? Yeah, <laughs> the fucking other guy. Walter Matthau. Walter, Walter Matthau. Walter yeah. Matthau. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was a Dennis Menace. He was pretty funny in that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, wa- I, I just want to point out there are a couple actors in this. Paul Winfield is one of the detectives, and he's also in The Serpent and the Rainbow, which is another episode, another movie we covered recently. He's like Lucian, the guy who helps, uh, you know, uh, the main character in that, whatever. And then. Okay. Dick Miller is such a fun actor. He's the guy who gets blown away in the in the gun shop. He was in the Gremlins movies, and yeah, I love that guy. He, he's yeah, also in in the Burbs, which is another episode we 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 did. He's the garbage uh, man. Burbs. A while ago. The I Burbs. He was a garbage movie. man in the Burbs. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Even that like head police detective who would like talk to the media. He was someone I recognized. That's Paul, Paul Winfield from The Serpent and the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. That's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm That's him. Now. And then, and then Lance Hendrickson, the other cop, who he's in a man. He's in like a lot. He's in the Aliens. He's in Aliens, and he does a lot of stuff with James Cameron. He's a cyborg. Yeah. Well, well, he's he's the cop, but he's the one who, when they were pitching this to a production team, Lance Hendrickson dressed up as a Terminator, leather jacket and everything, and like kicked in the door and uh, and was like. Acted like the Terminator as they were pitching the film to these producers, you know. 
again, a pitch you could not do today. You would not be able to do that today. So that would have no. I, you'd be, be arrested. <laughs> For anybody out there thinking that would be a good idea, I'm gonna pitch my idea. Don't do that. that no, would be very... you would just go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> the the cops will just take your pants and beat you to death. <laughs> Next week, it's the follow-up episode to this one where we're covering Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. Well, does anybody, you guys have, have headcanons you want to present or I can go first? Doesn't matter to me. I have two. Okay. Well, you want to start and then wrap it up? Yeah. <clears throat> Should I do my short one or my little bit longer one first? Oh, whatever. Do do the least good one first. <laughs> okay. Here's the one I'm not sure how it'll fly. Okay. Okay. So this is this is like after Sarah and Reese have left the hotel room, right? So all of their all of their their stuff has been completed. Right. They leave the hotel room, and then um and uh. And the Terminator, he walks into the hotel room and is like searching around with his weapon. And then he he registers in his like in his like camera POV. He registered the soil the soiled bed sheets <laughs> as as potential John Connor presence and fires thirty rounds into it. <laughs> I love just fucking unloads on the bed. It's just <laughs> I love it. Sometimes somehow it scans it, and it right. And right. I found John Connor DNA. <laughs> the wrong year. <laughs> no, I dig it. All right, Evan, do you do you have a head cannon, or do you want me to go ahead and go? You go ahead and go. All right. My, so my mine is just there's this there's this dude named Denny, right? And he like you know he's just trying to live, man. He's had a rough life, you know. He's a recovering addict. He goes. He goes to his job at, he's got like an 18 hour shift at Waffle House because everybody's calling in. And so he gets done with this long, long overnight shift at Waffle House. He's just trying to do the right thing, you know, trying to get some time with his kids. You know, he's got a couple, you know, baby mamas that shit went bad and they won't let him see the kids. He's trying to get custody or share custody. So he goes back to his apartment. He unlocks it, goes inside. And he finds like somebody's been in his apartment. Shit's all moved around. You know, there's like blood on the walls and and everywhere. And then he's like, what the fuck? He goes into the bathroom and the sink is like half full of water. And there's a fucking eyeball floating in his sink. And it's, it's just this dude's apartment. The Terminator, it's, it, it broke into his apartment, crawled in through the window, like fixed his arm, popped his eyeball out. And then took back out, took off out the window. And this guy gets home like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who's been in my apartment popping their eyeballs out, you know? <laughs> he even moved my dead cat. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, who's fucking with my apartment, man? Like, <laughs> He drinks some of my milk, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why is the Terminator drinking milk? Who ca- It doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does not matter. <laughs> there were supposed to be scenes where the Terminator was eating food. Oh, really? Therefore, like to help him regenerate the um, the organic matter, like that he has. Nice. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would freak, that would confuse people, though. I mean, I don't think I don't think Americans. That's why they left it out. Yeah. It's exactly 
this fucking robot. Who is he gonna eat for? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Robots don't eat food. Yeah. Robots don't eat food, dickhead. Brent, Brent, what is your uh, final head cannon before we wrap up here? Okay. I thought of this. This is um. This is for the end of the movie, right? Not the not the Mexico part, but like. At the end, at the end, in the factory, right? Mm-hmm. He chases he chases Sarah Connor through an assembly line, right? Sarah yeah. gets through, but like the Terminator, like he gets caught kind of in the assembly line, and so like rivets and new wires and metal plates get attached to him, making him unrecognizable as a killing machine. He is then rebuilt as a meat slicer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Years later, he almost gets his revenge four times a week after school when John Connor gets a job at his local deli. <laughs> it, it was the it was it was the sequel to Terminator. It's, it's called Terminator One Point Five: Lunch Time Travel. <laughs> nice, I love it. Yeah, he's just, he's just turned into a meat slicer. <laughs> itself other than spin its blades right so one day like i thought like john would cut his finger on the blade and then like the red light to show that it's on like glows brighter (laughs) oh man i think i think i had that experience with a meat slicer when i was working at arby's i think i had that exact experience (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right well evan is there anything you want to plug social media you want to point people toward anything uh anything you want to tell our 12 to 14 listeners per episode about (laughs) before we before we wrap up here uh just it's been great for you guys to have me on here i've been i've had a great time talking to you guys again and just shooting the shit and uh i hope it was somewhat entertaining for anybody listening and not just a big (laughs) bore fest for you but uh yeah be nice to your service people always uh tip your service people if you get a chance to Uh, anybody who's working for you is always trying to make their family stronger so just uh keep that in mind when whenever you got some sort of issue with somebody it's just they're just trying to make it through their life too and always tip over 20 percent for anybody you go get food served from yeah, or they'll fucking spit in that shit. They, <laughs> or they, will, they, will, they will spit in your fucking food, and, and they well, deserve it. And they you're should. You're a sack of shit. And they should. What are you gonna do with ten dollars these days? I mean, you're a sack of shit if you can't tip ten or twenty dollars. That's what yeah. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> that little boy spit all over that picture he handed Sarah. He, he had wiped his ass with that Polaroid when she was looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, my father will yeah. beat me. <laughs> it's like <"Pun-ta." laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, Evan, Evan, thanks again for coming on. (laughs) Thanks for, uh, it was was a blast revisiting this movie. I fucking love this movie. Um, Thank you everyone for listening at home. And this has been Head Cannon. (laughs) 